Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hi everyone and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show, episode number 47. We're almost at 50 and as always, I've got Kat with me. Hello Kat. Hello, how are you? I am good. How is the pit? My, my the traditional... Right. I should start asking you something else. Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> Instead of how's the pit. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm 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 good. I'm I'm great. I'm not tired at all. Although you just said to me off air that uh, you look really tired, cat. So I must have those black bags under my eyes again. Too many late nights. Too much partying. Yeah, too much partying. Yeah, way too much. (laughs) You're not not 19 anymore, are you? Uh, No, unfortunately, I'm not. Mind you, I don't think I'd like to be 19 again. I mean, well, like, if yeah, I had I'd the like experience, to be nineteen in terms of uh, you know how much uh, arthritis I wouldn't have back then, <laughs> and uh, yeah, how much more partying I could do. But quite like being the age I am, knowing what I know now. If I yeah. was nineteen and knowing what I know now, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Well, it would, but you would still look nineteen. So yeah, true. Well, I still look nineteen now, so I don't really know what you're saying. Mm. Oh, it's true. It's true. Sorry, <laughs> just. <laughs> So how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, I'm uh, good. What's uh, been going on? Yeah, I sound like something from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> we can so, we could do your own animation. We'll have our own cartoon going. Uh, what's been happening over there for the last week? Um, do you know what? I can't even remember from one day to the next what's been happening, other than uh, oh, we had a little party for the yeah. Uh, yeah the that Royal goes without saying. <laughs> I can't remember anything. I don't know what I'd be doing. I remember a party. Party, I remember a party. Uh, It's just been, well, it's the start of, has been the start of Ramadan last week. So everyone kind of gets into this bit of a tizzy about the fact that um, everyone's going to be fasting and we can't drink water when we're outside or eat because we'll get arrested. You know, you have to to be more subtle. Hold on, get arrested if you eat. Well, yes, because it's, uh, well, I don't know if it's illegal, but I guess it must be if they arrest you and put you in jail or fine you. I think that's the definition of illegal. Mm, I guess it is a definition of illegal. Um, Yeah, but I guess they have to catch you. I guess if you were doing it and just flaunting it around, that would be a problem. Um, But, like, there's there's degrees of everything. So in the previous country, the giant sandpit I lived in, it was much more strict, and even the clothing was um, seen as... Uh, something that you had to be very modest in your dress. You had to have your shoulders covered and your knees covered at least. And there was a woman that I knew who was arrested in a shopping mall because her skirt didn't reach her knees. Um, here in this glitter pit, there seems to be a little bit more... Um, it's, a bit, it's a little less severe, I guess, and it's not as it's not as conservative. So there's a, I've seen people in singlets and shorts still. <laughs> Really it's so different. You're into it. You you won't do it. But yeah, you know, it's not something. You know, if you live in a country and you know the rules and you know some, you know, you might not agree with the rules. Yeah. Um. But you're not gonna. I I don't want to be kicked out of the country. That's you know. You just not. kind of do what you need to do to get by without anyone hassling you. I think that's pretty much sums up life in general. You just do what you have to do so that no one else gets in your face. 
So I'm not going to go out there and rock the boat and wear a mini skirt and mm-hmm. eat in public. So you clearly got Alzheimer's light last week at some point. Alzheimer's light, yeah. It seems to roll into the next when you're busy, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I've been yeah. celebrating the National Day. That's a bit more uh, <laughs> cheerful. It's a bit, it's kind of a party as well, but not that kind of party. So Norwegian's National Day, what what does that represent? The day that you became separated from the Swedes or the Danes or whoever was your big master at the time? So uh, <clears throat> Norway's always been in, in union with different countries. We've been in union with Denmark, been in union with Sweden. We've been giving away, giving away from Sweden to Denmark and opposite. You know, I mean, we've <laughs> just been <clears throat> tossed around. Like a toy no. that nobody wants. <laughs> yeah, sort of. So uh, in the beginning of the uh, 19th century, early 1800s, they uh, they started to march. Basically, uh, a guy, he uh, he was a, he was um, writing songs and stuff, and he started to to march with kids, and that just you know. Uh, was he the Pied Piper? Off. Say again. Like the Pied Piper. Oh, do you not know that story? No. The Pied Piper of Hamelin. Oh yeah. Sort of, yeah. well, sort not of. the same, no, his, but anyway. They his music and all the rats came out of the city and then so, uh, they wouldn't pay him, so he took the children. Basically, it's the um, it's the it's, it's supposed to be the kids' day, but it's Norwegian National Day, so. Oh, okay. Uh, and do you all get dressed up and in your yeah. beautiful costumes and well, sing and dance in the streets and, and uh, the vodka flows? No, no, no drinking. No, well, the vodka sure doesn't. Some people drink, but it's not a, it's not a, it's not tradition for for drinking. Okay, you just get out and wear silly costumes and sing stupid songs. Yeah, basically. So it's it's basically Constitution Day. <laughs> That's the day we uh, the Constitution right. was signed. Uh, uh, but that day was chosen. So it's a you know there are children's parades and uh, uh, other kind of celebration that day. So it's really. It's really cool. The entire country is out in the street. No one is home. Well, I guess some are, but so uh, perfect opportunity for burglars. No one's, you know, <laughs> no one's doing that here. Over here, oh, you can just, oh, you can no, just. No way, well, so are, easy. You should no probably look. No way, so dull. Yeah, there's no burglaries. <laughs> They're so there dull. There are burglars, but I mean, no. Well, <laughs> if if they wanted to, they wouldn't be able to go away because we'd be parading in the streets anyway. <laughs> they wouldn't get <laughs> Take the back routes. <laughs> I just so. Norwegians have such a rock and roll lifestyle. It's unbelievable. Wow, getting snippy. I can't now. believe Aha came out of there. <laughs> you would have loved it, Kat. A bit. Of <laughs> yeah, I would have loved it. Glamour you know, party. My, what what colours? Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. Yeah. Yeah, colours of the flag of every single country that I know practically. Yeah, basically, and the cross in the middle. And the cross in the middle. Yeah, that's really important. The big important. cross in the middle. And then we have. Have you heard about the Russ? The who? <clears throat> the Ross. R-U-S-S. We pronounce it Rus. It's, uh, so at the end of semester, uh, one day are done with school. They're 18 years old. They have a tradition for, uh, I guess, the last month before the end of the semester. They dress up in red and blue overalls, depending on which, which uh, uh-huh. what they've been studying. And then they celebrate for an entire month. So that's basically. So they basically look like leprechauns celebrating. Sort uh, pissed of, leprechauns. Just, yeah. Or pissed umpalumpas. I can tell you what it is. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, the tradition is to, to get a car or a bus and to yeah. paint it 
and to drive around that for a month and go and party and celebrate. You're basically celebrating that you're done with school, uh, but it kind of it it coincides with exams, so it's not it's All not right. a perfect timing. But anyway, that that celebration ends at the national day on the seventeenth of May. Oh, I see. So it culminates in a big national party. Mm. Oh my God, you're so so exciting living in Norway. I don't think I could Celebrating stand it. Celebrating ourselves. Well, at least we at least we can Skype, Kat. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, well, I can Skype. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just Ill- illegally. <laughs> yeah, on the, on the dark web. Oh well, well that's our two exciting lives over and done with. So I'm sure everyone was really excited about that. So anyway, what have you got for us this week? Uh, well, that national day actually made me think for once. Um, <laughs> no, but but it's spring now, you know, and it's it's a spring over here. It's time for well, you've got National Day and you've got the uh, confirmation, which which that's a big thing over here. I don't know where you are, but that's celebrated here. Even if you're religious or not, people celebrate confirmations. So and you have weddings and you have all sorts of parties. You got the end of semester, all that stuff, and it's. That made me think because it's important to look good, isn't it? When you go to a party or you go to a wedding yeah. or <clears throat> or stuff like that. So I wanted to, uh, we, we've been talking a bit about it before, but I wanted to dig in on this thing about transactional selling versus transformational selling. And that sounds really boring, <laughs> Say doesn't it? Again. But Say trans- transactional again. Transactional? Trans- transsexual. Because Transse- all I heard was tran- transsexual selling. <laughs> I did not say transsexual, but you hear what you want to hear, don't you? <laughs> I do. Transsexual selling. Transactional uh, selling versus yeah. transformational selling. Yeah. And but then if you're a transsexual, sound... you'd be transformed as well. Yeah, wouldn't you? Well, it depends. Well, you might. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So Sounds the difference sound- is, okay, Describe the difference between transactional and transformational selling. What is it? Tell us. I think it's so easy uh, and simple, but people still, you know. Uh, Difference is that basically the first is about the thing. So let's go get a haircut. Let's dye your hair. Let's get it shiny. Let's fix your nails. Yeah. It's all about about the product, whilst transformational selling is more about the want, the why, what the customer actually needs and wants, rather than just your thing. But the, the uh, inner, the inner desires and wants and emotions—is that what you're talking about? The transformational. Yeah, exactly. You actually understand your customer. Exactly, because transactional, transsexual selling uh, <laughs> does not. <laughs> that doesn't address the wants, does it? What the client wants, and that kind of selling doesn't really focus on the why for the client, what they really want and stuff. So yeah, uh, that was what I was thinking about. Was because since it's spring, for example. If your client has a wedding, then you might want to, she might pop into your salon, she might call you and say that, I need to get prepared, I have a wedding, I need to attend in two weeks or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. so that's that's the transaction, trans, fuck, I can't say this, you destroyed it for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the transactional self. You, you take, yeah, you are. Uh, yeah, you're getting a call, get the appointment, you, you get it ready. But what you could do if you had the transformational side, you could do it differently. Do you, do you have an idea where I'm going now? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Because if you knew about a wedding half a year before, for instance, you would have more time to prepare for the wedding. So you could 
give your client a much better experience. That's, that's one way of looking at what I recommend people do, for instance, is that they, when they get a client for the first time, they sit down with the client, they have a consultation, and they talk about what they want, where they want to go, what they want to do during the year, the next 12 months. And then after every six months or every 12 months, you do the same. So you have a clear idea of what they are supposed to do. Say, 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 say they are going to a wedding and perhaps her hair is damaged and, and needs to grow for a while. Same with nails. Maybe you can't prepare nails for spring because they're too damaged and you need to let them grow over winter, for instance. But if you let them grow over winter, she'll be ready. The resource gets better, the clients gets happier. You can charge more too, that's a nice bonus, right? So, I mean, sure. there are so many advantages to, to the transformational side over the transactional side. But it's not necessarily, but, but people still don't do it. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. Well, one of the things about transformational selling is that it takes a long time. Um, and what I'm finding and speaking to salon owners and being on different um, social media platforms and hearing what people are saying is that there's a real hustle out there. Um, but everybody wants something instantly. And that you get into this mindset that you have to provide something instantly, otherwise you're going to miss the boat. And that um, if you're not selling your space, if you're not selling the uh, the dead space on your um, on your schedule, on your list, then you know you're not doing very well. So you have to fill it, and you fill it fast, and you and you get as many people as you can in the door. And a lot of the time, when I speak to uh, salon owners, they think that getting more clients through the door is the best way for them to make money, so that they want uh, the quantity of people to increase coming into the salon, rather than the quality of them. And so there's a whole thing in mindset around um, being transactions, that you have to have 20 transactions a day per staff member or you need 100 transactions per day per staff member or whatever it is, you, you think in terms of how many. Um, and not many people think about the long-term gain. So I know there's lots of salons out there who, who say, well, we're on the high street and we've got a great place on the high street because we get lots of walk paths and we get a lot of people just dropping in. So they are dropping clients and we see them once and they disappear and they never come back. And there's a whole lot of reasons for that. But that's what is a trans transactional relationship. So you're only getting, you're getting a client and you're making the money on that client and then they're gone. But then you have to find another client to fill the next space and another client, another client. And that's the type of mindset that most salons work in, is that I'm constantly having to find new clients. When in fact, if you can flip it on its head and say, well, actually, I need less clients, but I need them to be better clients and I need to spend more time with them they need to spend more time with me or they need to book more often, more regularly with me and they pay more for the privilege. Um, you're doing a whole lot less work um, and it actually is, becomes fun and interesting because it's a relationship building thing and it takes time. It does take time to get to that point and I know a lot of salons won't do it because it takes the time and they think, oh, well, I'm missing out. I'm missing out on these huge numbers of clients that could be coming in my door um, where in fact you could be making more money and having a nicer salon and enjoying your customer more because you know them better. Um, and what I tend to find is that people who have salons in remote places like villages or smaller towns, 
they tend to have more of the transformational relationship anyway, just by default, because they've more or less got kind of a captured market. You'll get the local people coming in and you get to know them and they'll become you know, really good friends and you'll know who they are and you see them in the street and you see them you know, at the pub and all the rest of it. But people in big, big centres, they don't. They have this mentality of consistently having lots of people through the door. Um, but you can do it in a big city and it's really, 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 really ideal to do it that way. I remember in my salon having customers who... Um, they weren't even living in the city. They may have been living in other countries, but they would come specifically back to the salon. They would travel back. So we had a woman in um, Switzerland who'd come every six weeks to have her hair done, specifically to London, to us, because of the relationship we had with her. And that was the transformational selling. Are you sure and she, she didn't have else. a second family? Well, I don't <laughs> care what happened in the background. <laughs> she came to us. You know, her reasoning might have been might have been that it might have been that she was that but she actually was a business woman who uh, was working in switzerland but lived in the uk um so she would divide her time but you know she was a majority of the time she was in switzerland we had a, a, a princess who came in european princess we had uh, a woman from russia who'd come in we have a woman from new york who'd come in every uh, three months so and they were very loyal to the salon um and that's because we got to know them and who, what their wants were and what their needs were. And they got right deep into their psyche of why they wanted their hair a certain way and, and how to do it a certain way. Um, and that's, in the long term, they were ideal clients because they were very loyal. Um, they didn't care how much they spent. They went out feeling amazing. They told their friends. They were advocates of the salon, like nothing on earth, and um, they just kept coming back. So always, and people forget this, the, the profit is in the long-term relationship. Yeah, it is. Always. Not in the wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah, well, that's, that has its place sometimes. But. Yeah, but you know, if you're looking for instant sales, <laughs> instant gratification, sure. But it's hard work. Yeah, you know, it's really hard work yeah. to do that, constantly getting your well, clients to the door. Yeah, it is hard work. And uh, when you've got the client in the door, what you want to... Uh, I mean, did you ever do that? Did you ever map uh, a client's year or something or next few months? Um, yeah, so what they, they had was they had a plan um, and it was written down. So it was when the stylist did the first consultation, they said, where would you like to see... What would you like to happen for your hair in the next 12 months? And what do you think the challenges are for getting there? So I've asked that question for salon owners. And you've probably heard it before on the call where we say, what's your challenge for the next three months? And what, um, and sorry, what's your goal for the next three months? And what are the three challenges you think will help, will stop you from achieving that goal? And you can use that in the hair and beauty industry. So you can say, okay, what's your challenge you have with your nails? Where would you like to see them in the uh, next 12, 12 months? What's the goal for them? Or it can be three months, it could be six months. You know, it has to have a time frame. And what are the challenges? And then you deal with the challenges. So you say, okay, well, you know, my goal for my hair is I want it to be longer and I want it to be thicker. And I want it to be less frizzy and I want it to be this certain color. And then you say, okay, and what's going to stop you from doing that? I say, well, you know, I get bored and often I'll come in and I just want to cut off. So you need to deal with that or I don't have time to do treatments myself or I don't have you know, time to style it properly and it, it really annoys me so I just tie it up or, or whatever it is. So you, you deal with each of those challenges and put something to place so that they can start to achieve that goal. And once they've achieved that goal, they, they, 
it's amazing. It's transforming. Yeah. Like you and said, it's life transforming. Yeah, and then you have the thing I talked about earlier about mapping what they're going to do because most people have things yeah. they want to attend over a year. And if you know about, if you have a rough, you know, rough outline of their year, anything from Christmas to summer parties to weddings, as I said earlier, you could you could prepare your client for that. And that could be part of the motivation. I mean, look yeah. fabulous for, for the... If you're going to your, say, going to your ex-husband's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to want to look the part, the revenge piece is exactly, exactly what you're going to look. Yeah. Exactly, something like that. And then you could help because... Of, but but it, it, on a serious note, that that is what's driving us. So, and that, yeah. that's what people tend to forget because we get all caught up in, oh, yeah, uh, 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 the haircut or the colouring or, or the nails or whatever. Yeah, you get caught up in the instantaneous. And that's very much yeah. what life is like now. It's like it's in the moment. You, you're doing it in the moment. But actually, people do have things in the future. Um, and if you say, okay, well, for the next three months, you have to do this and this is the regime you follow. And at the end of it, this is going to be cool. It's going to yeah. be great. Um, you can have a few things in there saying, right, well, next week it's going to look like this and next week it's going to look like that. So there's an instant gratification that's going on. But, yeah. yeah, you do. You plan it out. And I've had, uh, I've heard clients say to the stylist, okay, well, when I'm in, so this is what I'm doing this six weeks. And when I see you next six weeks, this is what we'll do. Yes, yes, yes. And then they'll ring in and say, oh, I can't make that appointment. But please, can you tell them that I'm doing this or I'm doing that? I'm doing what I sh should be doing. Um, will it affect my hair with the time frame exactly, if I leave it yeah. for a bit longer so yeah. they would understand it and they, they want to do it so yeah and then there's part of it and no one no one else really well that's not true there are of course there are many salons and, and clinics who, who you know where they do exactly that but most of your competitors won't do it in your area or whatever they won't do it so if you're the only but, one who does it then you know well you stand out then don't you yeah, you do stand it changes out. it. Changes the ballpark. It and you stand, you stand out in a more subtle way. You get more. How should I put it? You don't just scream the loudest about you know your what you can do or, or the, the yeah. shiny hair you can create or the low prices. You just you stand out in a different way, much more positive way. Yeah, much more personalised. Yeah, cool. Cool. Wow. There you go. So, that yeah. was a lot. Mm. It was. That's what happens when you have a national day in Norway. Yeah. We start thinking about <laughs> haircuts and transformational <laughs> selling. <laughs> I mean, and this, this goes for any aesthetician as well. You know, if someone is looking for a facelift or they're looking for a boob job or whatever it is, that's, that's a goal. There's some, sometimes it takes more steps than just one transaction. And, you know, can be, the, you know, the psyche of someone who's having um, dramatic changes to their body and their looks. Yep. Yeah. It's very much transformational selling. It it's goes not for, about changing yeah. your nose. It goes yeah. for, for many things. So I got an email the other day from a physiotherapist who bought my selling book because, you know, he needed to do some stuff and he saw instantly that it's basically the same things he has to do. He's also got, mm. also got clients who, you know, struggle with their back or something, but then they don't follow his training program. So they don't do you know what they're supposed to do or they have goals that they need to to um reach of course, things they're going to do so people want to go skiing they can't go skiing because they have bad back uh i got an email the other day from uh an animal uh <laughs> a, a woman doing alternative medicine for for dogs <laughs> uh but she can apply the same principles as well 
I mean, I'm okay. going to stop you there because I think that's a good intro for the next podcast. So <laughs> let's stop it there. Let's stop it with the alternative medicine for dogs <laughs> and say, if you want to hear that story, tune in next week to episode 48 because I think that's a great, a great <laughs> opportunity. So what do we want people to do now, Vega? We want them to go to degreeyoursilentfastshow.com where you can get a private podcast. If you want to, if you'd like, Captain, my voice is too, our voice is inside yeah. your heads. For <laughs> or you can get someone else to record it, we'll just tell them what they're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah good. And uh, if you want us inside your head for half an hour, we just talk about you and your weaknesses and how you can improve them, then go to the <laughs> GrowYourSilentFastShow.com. Also, please go to iTunes and rate us. That will help others find the show. So you can share it on social media as well if you want to. And awesome. please send us hate mail. We'll get way yeah, trollers. We love it. Yeah. I was speaking to people the other day and they said they're deliberately going to go out and, and give us stuff. So I'm looking forward to sharing that on air as well. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah. Right. Okay. We'll be uh, okay. back in the next episode. Yeah, back to work. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.